Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Whether you're on the road or cleaning your garage or taking care of your kids, we are so grateful that you are with us today. And you know, we are just really into Thanksgiving. Wouldn't you say, Linda, we have... I don't know. Is this overstating it? We have a love affair with the holiday of Thanksgiving. We do. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard to skip over from Halloween to Christmas. November 1st, the day after Halloween, I walked into Dillard's and the big front door, giant Christmas tree. I mean, nothing against Christmas because everybody's excited about really maybe being with their families at Christmas this year. And it is exciting. But yesterday I was saying, I need something, I need some candy for that thing. And she said, well, the holiday stuff is right there. And I thought, oh, maybe they'll have some pumpkins or something fun for, you know, a cornucopia. It was all red and green. Nothing, nothing about uh, Thanksgiving. Um, Yep, that's the way it is. We just, we've always just had this incredible sort of, emotional feeling about Thanksgiving and how how it warms us and how family-oriented it is. And many of you regular listeners know that we, we send Thanksgiving cards instead of Christmas cards. It just seems to lend itself to what we feel and so on. And we've written a, a couple of books. Well, we've written one book that has now two editions on just the power of gratitude and how wonderful the holiday is, but how, how, how incredible it is to be able to turn thanksgiving as a noun into a verb. Thanksgiving, giving thanks, the art, the, the quality of really being able to give thanks. And we thought we would renew, those of you who listened two weeks ago, we, we send out a challenge to join us in something we're really committed to do this year, and that is keeping a gratitude journal. But not just a gratitude journal. We, we're, we're proposing a way that we change it up a little every month so that in November we're dealing with one kind of gratitude. In December it shifts to a more Christ-centered form of gratitude in alignment with Christmas. And every month we're going to do a show, the first the first Ayers on the Road podcast of every month will be devoted to a new form, a new type, a new approach to Thanksgiving. And we're inviting all of you to just stay with us all year long and just participate with us. It doesn't take a lot of time, but it is such a powerful way to acknowledge our gratitude and, frankly, to lead to a greater power of observation and, and greater happiness in our lives and today we want to devote the whole show to just our own love affair with Thanksgiving. And, and if you're not already converted to the power of gratitude and the, the incredible sort of symbolism of the Thanksgiving holiday, we hope you will be by the end of the show. We, our goal today is simple, Linda. We want, to, we want to charge people up about Thanksgiving. We want to make every listener so excited that it's November and that we're only a couple of weeks away from the greatest holiday. That is true. And we have to say that when we are 
probably the best time to think about Thanksgiving is when you're having a hard time. Right. And everybody's having a hard time, you know, at one time or another. And this is, makes this year especially good. Yeah, it does, especially. Um, but it is such an important key. I was just thinking last night, I was a little down in the dumps about something, and I thought, but wait, I am so grateful for this and this and this. And we really are trying to make our list every day of 10 things. Um, because well, that's the November challenge. Yeah. Of the day, yeah. We'll get to that, but let us give you a little a little more background. We're gonna we're gonna read some things and comment as we go. This is from our book on the thankful heart. I mean, it's it's our book, but a lot of what we're giving you is quotes from other people, remarkable quotes that that will sort of stimulate this gratitude response. And we're gonna start with a little a little statement by a man named Ray Stannard Baker. And he says, Thanksgiving is the holiday of peace, the celebration of work and the simple life, a true folk festival that speaks the poetry of the turn of the seasons, the beauty of seed time and harvest, the ripe product of the year, and the deep, deep connection of all these things with God. Isn't that beautiful? Wow, even though we put that in here, I'd totally forgotten about that. It Uh, is beautiful. And Linda, did you know it's been almost exactly 150 years since Thanksgiving was instituted as a national holiday by, guess who? Abraham Lincoln. And he said, we will have this be, quote, a time of Thanksgiving and peace to our, beneficent, to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. This is the proclamation from Abraham Lincoln. In that beautiful, well-worded proclamation, he goes on to say, The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. Wow. Um Being thankful has always been viewed as an attribute and a gift, but one that is connected to happiness, to health, and to harmony. The Thanksgiving holiday reminds us each year of what we have to be thankful for, but also reminds us of our need to increase our gratitude and to extend and expand it throughout the whole year. Let us us think with you for a minute about what what we think is something that's really kind of wonderful. I don't know, it just came about by chance, but think of the perfect sequence of our holiday season. Let us let us let us lead you through some thoughts here. Have you ever thought about the interesting sequence of our four of our four year ending holidays? Packed into the final sixth of the year, the final two months of twelve, we have Halloween. Then we have Thanksgiving, then we have Christmas and Hanukkah, and then we have New Year's Eve. As each begins to wind down, we enter winter via a strange holiday that celebrates fear and ghoulishness and allows us to escape ourselves with masks and costumes and, I have to say, creativity. Right. (laughs) Next, we get the sweet pause of a long football and feasting weekend to remember our heritage and our blessings. Then, if we lift above the commercialism of it all, we honor the birth of Christ and the peace and goodwill of men. Finally, we party out the old year and make resolutions for the new. I want you to think about that with us for a while. Another way to conceptualize this sequence is that Thanksgiving 
kind of lifts us from Halloween to Christmas. <laughs> that gratitude and acknowledgement of God pulls us basically from hell to heaven. <laughs> I've thought <laughs> about Halloween thought to that Christmas. Halloween. I have never been a really big fan of <laughs> Halloween, but the more creativity I think, oh, this is fun to well, do once a year. Well, think how cool it is that, you know, you got the hell of Halloween and then you got Thanksgiving in between that lifts you to the heaven of of Christmas. I like to think of it that and way. And Hanukkah as well. Yeah. I wish I knew more about that. But. And, and sets us up to look optimistically and spiritually toward the new year. We really love to view Thanksgiving as the transition, the transformer, and the transfer from the stress and exhaustion of the first 11 months and from the darkness of Halloween to the peace and light of Christmas and the fresh start of another year. And doesn't it come at the perfect time of the year? Think about it this way, um, especially for those who live in four-season climates. Thanksgiving is just wonderfully placed. Late autumn begins to yield to winter just a little bit, and it seems to set the stage for a more reflective outlook and for mentally inventorying our blessings and setting them up as a bulwark against the coming snow and cold like walking through dry, fragrant, fragrant piles of fallen autumn leaves, we can rustle our souls and summon a greater awareness of beauty and a healthier perspective that connects past and future blessings. You wrote that. That's really good. I really <laughs> like that. Let's keep going. Um, but sadly, to our broader society, Thanksgiving is the holiday that is getting lost. It is. It's becoming marginalized into a convenient long weekend that gives us a head start on our holiday shopping. Turkeys and pilgrims don't even see the light of day as merchandisers pull down the witches and monsters on the same morning that they put up Santa and the trees and the stockings. And that's true. That just yeah. happened. Yeah. Popular culture shifts seamlessly from devils to divinity without even a pause for reflection and receiving. We're resenting that. We're resisting that. We're starting a revolution against that. Now, that, that may be going a little <laughs> bit too far, honey, because Thanksgiving is the biggest travel day of the year. We are, you know, families do join. They do together. gather. They do That's gather. for sure. Yeah. And there is a gathering time that is just spectacular. I'm sure the airlines are thrilled and the people are not when they get canceled but their people are on the move they're to on be the with move to families. be with family and that's yeah. what barbara rainey said here's a, a beautiful quote from a woman named barbara rainey thanksgiving remains the holiday of coming home it's a holiday of rest in stark contrast to the frenzy and obligation and spending that threatens to destroy the essence of christmas it is thanksgiving a holiday for celebrating faith, family, and freedom. Exactly. So that's pretty powerful. We want to just have you really think about that with us. But so, so what we're trying to do on this show today is to sort of return Thanksgiving to the forefront in your mind, to make it the harbinger of the holidays, the perfect preparation for Christmas, to change the personal spelling and meaning from thanksgiving to thanks hyphen giving thanksgiving to make the whole concept into a major heartfelt verb 
instead of a minor holiday noun. And then to run it up on the beach of the whole coming year. <laughs> exactly. You know, we we did used to just, what, what we did for Thanksgiving <laughs> was we ate way too much and watched a lot of football. I mean, you watched a lot of football. The guys watched <laughs> football. They're football, football. Well, not just the guys. Some of the some of the gals some of the watched gals. a and lot And actually, of you know, I have a sister who knows every game, every player, and I love that about her. It's so awesome. And my mother was like that, too. She got the same genes. But as many of you know, one year, I wish I could remember exactly what year it was. I know all of our kids were at home. But... We came up with this idea. It kind of materialized. I think some of the kids contributed to it. Let's make a list of all the things we're thankful for. And it was our first time of just trying to really get in there and itemize all the gratitude and just keep focusing and thinking it through and fighting against this tendency to take things for granted. And I think that was also the first time, Linda, that we started thinking of Thanksgiving as the jumpstart for the rest of the year for the coming year we're going to be more thankful this year this is it played into a lot of our new year's resolutions yeah just have more gratitude um in fact um because now we've got you thinking about thanksgiving the i think the funnest thing for the kids that we did rather than just making turkeys um out of an apple with marshmallows, <laughs> you know, on um, sticks and pilgrims and stuff, which is great. We need to remember all that. But we, uh, we one year we just got a roll of adding machine paper, just a roll that fits in. You can still buy a those. A big, long roll. <laughs> you can still buy those. It's amazing. And we said, you guys, just start on this roll and just start on the roll and start writing the things that you're grateful for. Just Go for it. And so they did. And then as soon as the cousins came in the door, hey, guys, help us, help us, help So I think we got, oh, I don't know, maybe two or 300 that first year. And every year we break our record. And every year now we have, and then we hang it up above the Thanksgiving table. Like or the chandelier paper, strung around the room, um, all these thankful things. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun you can have with it. Let's take a little break, Linda. And when we come back, you just let into something really interesting. It's an American holiday. We miss Thanksgiving when we when in other countries that don't celebrate it. Yeah, but <laughs> England has a harvest festival. It's kind of similar. Yeah. Well, when we come back, let's let's talk more about the Americanness of Thanksgiving and let's relish it more. Let's get you ready to make this the best Thanksgiving of your whole lives. We'll be right back after a brief pause. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. So we want to talk a little now about the origin of the holiday and just kind of get it in our, our souls what a great thing this is. Um. Thanksgiving has been called the American holiday. It was born out of gratitude in times of deep adversity, but boundless opportunity. Think about it. The, her- the hardships of these hardy souls that we call p- pilgrims, we, it's kind of romantic. We love the pilgrims. We think about them. We draw pictures of them with their hats and, and the Indians they met and so on. But think a little deeper. Their hardships were almost unimaginable. 
and yet the boundless thanks they felt for their newfound freedom and the opportunity and options of a new land, along with the gratitude for having made it across the ocean just for being delivered, prompted them to set aside a special day of Thanksgiving. It hadn't been declared a national holiday, obviously, by Abraham Lincoln yet, but uh, a guy named H.U. Westermeyer used these pilgrims to remind us that gratitude is a choice we can make no matter what. Listen, listen to this beautiful quote um, fr from this man and, and also uh, and just think about their, their circumstance compared to ours. The pilgrims made seven times more graves than huts. No Americans have been more impoverished than these who nevertheless set aside a day of Thanksgiving. Isn't that interesting? Wow, that There's is really interesting. There's never been a group of Americans as poverty-stricken as these pilgrims. Well, except that we've, we've been doing work on our ancestors the last little while. Last week we were in Nebraska at winter quarters and uh, realizing the the terrible, terrible impoverishment that they went through as well. And they had that same kind of gratitude. That's an interesting comparison, Linda, because the pilgrims were delivered and got across the ocean and were poverty-stricken but incredibly grateful. And our pioneer ancestors, got across their ocean, the ocean was the plains. Yeah, once they got here. And their prairie schooners, there's some interesting comparisons there. And, and they were in incredible poverty, but had this enormous gratitude for being delivered and for being safe and for being able to have their own. Yeah, the, the ones that made it, I can't believe, oh, wow, I've never realized. The pilgrims made, made seven times more graves than huts. Wow, so a lot of them died. A lot of our ancestors died as well. But here's the deal. Today, despite incalculable blessings beyond what the pilgrims could even imagine, we are losing the vital, life-sustaining emotion of gratitude. Our tendency to take things for granted is shocking. Here's a statement by a woman named Cynthia Ozick. We often take for granted the very things that most deserve our gratitude. Mm. Let's go on. As like our families. Yeah. Like our spouses. Yes, right. <laughs> you know, it's just like, do this, do this, do this, and we just forget how grateful we are for them. As the Thanksgiving holiday itself is being obliterated, squeezed down to nothing by the ghouls of Halloween on one side and the ever earlier commercial interest of Christmas on the other, we each need to make a personal commitment to gratitude. Well, Christmas originated the holiday. No one group, well, excuse me, Christians, of course, were the ones that, it's a Christian tradition that Abraham Lincoln followed in setting up the official holiday. So we think of it as a Christian holiday sometimes, but maybe we shouldn't be so quick to do so because non-Christians have eminent domain on Thanksgiving, or they have as much right to it as we do. Ponder, ponder a few quotes that we have come up with about gratitude from non-Christian sources, just to realize how common and how similarly important gratitude is to everyone, regardless of their faith. So true. I love these quotes, and I cannot pronounce that name. <laughs> well, that, I can. Dharamapuddha. No, a Buddhist. No, <laughs> did that totally well, wrong. Well, let's just say it's by a, an eminent Buddhist. A wonderful Buddhist. To have gratitude can help us soften and 
open to feelings of expansiveness and connection. Love it. Let's go to the Old Testament before Christianity. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful no- noise. That's in Psalms. Um, this one is from the Book of Mormon in Alma. Live in thanksgiving daily. One of my favorite scriptures. When thou risest in the morning, let thy heart be full of thanks to God. And how about the Quran, which says, Any who is grateful does so to the profit of his own soul. Yeah, well, there's so many good ones. He who receiveth all things with thankfulness shall be made glorious. That's from the Doctrine and Covenants. And from the Sanskrit, from the Hindu, I, remembering thee with grateful spirit, a mortal, call with might on thee, immortal. So every faith tradition honors gratitude. Right, right. I want to go back for just a second to this one about... Live in Thanksgiving daily? Yeah, well, no, every morning. When thou risest in the morning, let thy heart be full of thanks to God. When I wake up in the morning, I was like, oh, what do I have to do today? What is this? What is that? Oh, my goodness, I don't know if I can make it through today. Um, Or, you know, whatever it is. But it isn't usually... I am so grateful for another day. This is, be- and it is Well, sometimes- that's another reason for this gratitude journal is to get up in the morning and, and write down some of the things you are great. It changes your whole perspective on the yeah, day. Yeah, for the day. Yeah. Although I often do it in the evening in the gratitude journal because then I can connect everything I put on the list to something that happened to me that very day. Right. I noticed this beauty or I, I was with so-and-so and I'm really grateful for him or it was a day when I got a new idea. I can, I can, I can have it be a current list of things I'm grateful for that very day that just happened. Yeah. Let's go right. on a little bit here. Um, besides being a verb, thanks. We we've said you know thanks hyphen giving. Turn it from a noun of a holiday into the the verb of thanks hyphen giving. But it can also be a somewhat divine adjective. Like when we say a Thanksgiving heart or, you know, a Thanksgiving attitude. When we make Thanksgiving a verb, we have something to apply, something to practice, something to give back. And we move mentally to new plateaus of adventure. And when we make it an adjective, it works to enhance all of our most important parts. A thankful heart, a grateful mind, an appreciative life. I love that Thanksgiving can be a noun or a verb or, or an, an adjective. adjective. Yeah. yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That is really great. Instead of using Thanksgiving to eat turkey, we can use it to awaken our awareness, to prick our perspective, to lengthen our love, and to connect our spirits to God. And instead of letting it lie like an offering on an altar, like here's my Thanksgiving, We can exercise it like a muscle. We can strap it on our backs like a backpack. And we can aim it like a ray at the recognized source of all of these blessings. You know, uh, William Ward said this really interesting thing. God gave us a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have you used one to say thank you? 
Isn't that something <laughs> That's a great that chokes one. me up? 86,400 every single seconds day. In every day. And how about using one or two of them to say thank you? Or how about using 60 of them to write in a, in a gratitude journal? Right. So think of it in another little way here. Is there one single quality? I mean, maybe you think we're going too far. Maybe we're turn, turning gratitude into the end all and, and be all of everything. But but I, I don't think so. Think about this. Is there one single quality, one attribute, one sentiment that could legitimately be called the following things? The easiest gift to give, the noblest of virtues, the bringer or precipitator of other virtues, and the antidote to evil. In fact, the very definition of virtues, even the parent of all other virtues, the highest form of thought, the multiplier of happiness, the biggest difference maker among virtuous and non-virtuous people. I mean, gratitude really is wow. all of those things. It's it is just amazing. quite incredible. You know, the, there is a secret, a secret key to happiness, even to joy, that's available to all, but used by very few. It is one of those things that is hidden in plain sight, something that we know intuitively and yet do not focus on as much as we should. It is the simple fact that gratitude precipitates joy. In fact, gratitude is a form of joy, maybe the most obtainable form of joy. You know, studies reveal that feelings of gratitude trigger oxytocin. O ox yeah, oxy oxytocin. It's, an, it's the it's oh, the, oxytocin. Uh, yeah. It's the chemical. Toxin would be <laughs> the wrong word. Oxytocin is the the chemical. Many of you are aware that makes your brain feel happiness. It's measurable. And there's really, there are no studies for it. We know from experience that feelings of gratitude also trigger a closer connection with the Spirit of God, which makes you feel real happiness. So, I, so think, you I can bet prove, there are some well, no, you studies. Well, no, you can prove clinic, you can prove chemically that oxy, you know, oxytocin is what makes you feel happy, and you can... You can prove that when you feel gratitude, you can study that. There's data that it increases the oxytocin. What we don't have studies on is that those feelings of gratitude also trigger a closer connection with the spirit. But we know intuitively that that's true. Yeah, that's true. Besides being a secret, it's a, con it's a constant, reliable, and proportionate mathematical formula. If, if we could write this down, we'd say the greater the gratitude equals the greater the joy. Using symbols, more gratitude equals more joy. And so we just need to remember that. Let us, let us finish with one, before we renew the challenge we're going to give you, let us finish with a quote from one of our all-time favorite authors, G.K. <laughs> Chesterton, and I think you'll really like this. Um, I love this guy. I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder no, awesome. <laughs> i love it <laughs> happiness doubled by wonder so i hope you have become even more converted to gratitude that's that's how we have become that's what we are doing and I want to renew this challenge we're again every every first week of a month throughout the coming year on our podcast, on ours on the road, we're going to 
change the, the challenge just a little and give you a different kind of thing to write in a gratitude journal. But for this month, for November, and I know many of you already started because you listened to us on this two weeks ago, but if you haven't, no problem. For the rest of this month, the challenge to you is just the simplest of all, write down 10 things every day that you're grateful for. Put them, if you got some kind of a journal, that'll be best. Um, our, our little book, Daily Thanks, is where we write ours. You're welcome to get that on Amazon. But you don't need it. You can just do it anywhere as long as you do it every day. And we will be with you all year. We'll be doing it. We're committing to you. We're going to do it every single day. And we're going to ask you to join us. And uh, it's going to make not only the end of this year and the Christmas season really beautiful and really oriented humbly toward gratitude and thanksgiving. It's also going to make the year 2022 I think one of the happiest years of our lives, no matter what happens, because we're going to be inventorying gratitude every single day. And before you say, oh, no, I don't have time for that. I just don't have time for that. In fact, I've said, can't we just do five instead of ten? <laughs> no, it doesn't take very long, but it does remind you of what happened in that day because you're grateful for the things that happened that day. So it's kind of a journal, too. So. Yeah, and I can't wait to give you, in the first week in December, I can't wait to give you the challenge for December because it's, again, a gratitude <laughs> journal, but it's a little different because it focuses entirely on Christ and on Christmas. All right. So that's the challenge for today. Thank you. We're grateful for you. Yes. And we'll see you again next time, hopefully, on Ayers on the Road. Bye till then. 